Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. and Al Sharpton talking about the rise of mass shootings in Texas since Governor Abbott has taken over in 2015. There's been 100, according to MSNBC. I don't know. Not a rough weekend. Eight dead in that mall shooting, and that guy plowed his car into eight people, killed them too, in Brownsville, Texas. So they're still talking about this guy who killed a bunch of people in Cleveland, Texas, seizing on the fact that Abbott said, I've got a $50,000 reward for info on the criminal who killed five illegal immigrants. That's what they're uh, concentrating on. Well, these are just the worst people God ever created. I I don't understand it. Mika, what a douche. And Sharpton, criminal, racist, race-baiting, scumbag criminal. I don't care if Takapina loves him or Hannity loves him. I don't care if Katz loves him. He's a scumbag. I don't care what anybody else loves anymore. How can I don't care. Anybody love him? I don't know. I, I don't know. There's, let me tell you something, buddy. There's a lot of very rich and conservative people that call him friends. Maybe not publicly, but they do. Me, I'd punch him across the face as soon as I met him. But that's me, and then <laughs> and I'd probably kill him like this poor marine, and then I'd be uh, standing next to Arthur Idala going to you know court front of a grand jury. Mr. Rosenberg, please rise. Right, because I didn't kill a crazy homeless person, but I took out somebody who's a race-baiter and even more dangerous in our country. Congratulations to Phil Griffin and all these people who hire people like Al Sharpton and put him on TV. Or that other racist, Errol Lewis, who I've seen twice already today on CNN. New York One is not enough. They put Errol Lewis on CNN, too. Is Phil Griffin still there? No, he's long gone. They got some other idiot there. What a bad guy. He's gone. He was a horrible person. What a bad guy. Horrible person. He was there when we were there. I miss that's right. Yeah. Wow. Real low life. Yeah, he sold Imus right down. Oh, yes, he did. They yeah. all did. Just They all did. <laughs> Every one of them. So the um, the grand jury is going to be this week. You heard Arthur Idala, who just made his way literally into the courtroom to watch Joe Tacopina sum up this tra- uh, rape defamation allegation lawsuit. Tacopina going to get started shortly. Idala's in the courtroom, but he called me standing outside in between. The courtroom where Takapina is this morning and where the grand jury will meet this week to discuss this situation between crazy homeless Jordan Neely and the Marine who um, he says accidentally killed this kid. And as I said on Jesse Waters show on Friday, this one is not as cut and dry as a lot of them. It's not. But no matter what anybody tells me, the Marine should not be charged with murder. Bottom line, that's it. I don't care what else you come up with, what else you do. Like I said on Jesse's show on Friday, if you've got some uh, sympathy for Jordan Neely, fine. 
Right. What 14-year-old kid is okay after the mother is murdered and placed in a plastic bag? Let's be honest. It's a lot. So if you've got some sympathy for Jordan Neely, that's fine. But years and years later, 40 arrests, freaking out people on a subway who didn't know Jordan Neely's childhood history, Marine did the right thing because no one was going to die that day. No innocent person. And don't tell me because you don't have a weapon, no one was going to die. People get shoved in front of trains. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. And people were scared. And the Marine did the right thing. Now it's up to the lawmakers to find out what to do with it. Somebody dies. Usually somebody has to pay a price. But murder? Get out of here. Jennifer Harrison knows about murder, though, unfortunately. Her boyfriend was murdered many years ago. Very tragic fashion. You know her. She's on this show quite a bit. And was all over the place a couple of weeks ago when Jim Jordan had that big, I guess, uh, conference here in New York a couple of weeks ago. She is uh, Victims New York, Victim Rights New York, I should say. My friend Jennifer Harrison. Jennifer, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm good. But, I mean, my heart is happy because of, like you said, everything that happened this weekend. is It's just bad. What's, what's happening to our country is just um, unfathomable. So it's, it's really not easy to sit back and watch. No, especially for you, again, because you have dealt with loss and murder uh, in your own personal life. And I've seen you speak at events. You're, you're great, by the way. You're terrific. And you're great on this show. And you were great on Fox News and great with Jim Jordan. I've seen you break down and cry over stuff like this. But I know that you were also a little tormented about this specific story with the Marine and Neely because I know in your heart of hearts you wish there was somebody there that day to stop that guy from killing your boyfriend. But but I think you look at Neely as somewhat of a sympathetic figure. Tell me what you think. Yeah, well, you know, listen, like you said, this is very layered. Um, and very complicated. And I think the only way that we're ever going to solve any of the issues that are at play here is if we all just put the pitchforks down for a second, stop just concentrating on attacking the other side. And, you know, Daniel Penny's a hero. Jordan Neely's a scumbag. That, that's not going to solve anything. You know, you, you're right. Jordan Neely's mother was murdered when he was 14 years old in a brutal, brutal fashion. He probably walked by the room where her body was in before going to school and then never saw his mother again. And I don't think that anybody would ever be the same after that. So I, I wish that I could just take 14-year-old Jordan Neely and give him a hug and, you know, and make everything right with his world. But it's too late for that, right? So now 44 arrests later, Still, nobody has helped this guy. He's schizophrenic. He has all kinds of mental health issues. He should never have been on the street. The fact of the matter is that nobody, nobody, Sid, that was on that subway that day should have been put in that position that they were put in. And the government and the system and the people that are in charge, Mayor Adams, Kathy Hochul, the MTA, they're all failing us. You know, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to stop you for one second. So you left out the most important name. It's not even Mayor Adams. He hasn't been at this long enough, I don't think. Kathy Hochul, yes. But the name that you left out that I thought about a hundred times this weekend is not the current mayor. It's the former mayor. Somebody needs to tell me, after running the city for eight years, Bill de Blasio, and his wife, $1.5 billion dollars, on a Thrive program that was supposed to keep people like Jordan Neely off the streets. Forget about Adams. $1.5 billion, the Blasio's wife, that was supposed to keep people like Neely off the streets. Where are they, and where's that money? 
well, where are the investigations? And that's where that's where Eric Adams and all the people that are in charge come into play now because they just let this, they let them skate off into the sunset, you know, with taxpayer money. And and now and now we're going to blame a you know a young kid that's just starting out in life for thinking that he was protecting people and trying to do the right thing instead of look at what really happened and go after these people that were that pilfered funds all of the nonprofits and the so-called service providers that are paying themselves five hundred thousand dollars a year as we speak and the the guy from the bowery mission you know now he has this blood on his hands and he has the blood of christina lee on his hands because her killer was under supervised release living in the bowery mission so what are we doing to stop this when where is the accountability for any of these people no, you're right. But my question then becomes the Marines specifically. You know, they're going to talk about, I guess, uh, did he have them in a chokehold? I call it a headlock. I'm from Brooklyn. Did he have them in a headlock for too long? Did it need to be 15 minutes or two other people there? And that's going to determine, what I guess, the charges against this guy. But what we know as of right now, uh, I would hope at least that uh, not maybe not um, applauding because somebody did die, but you would agree that what this Marine did, if more New Yorkers did that on a daily basis, less people would die. I I don't really want to pass judgment on anybody in this case. I want to sit back, and I want the investigators that are in charge to do their jobs. But you trust them? But you you trust Alvin Bragg, the DA? well, listen, here, here's his, Alvin Bragg isn't prosecuting cases anyway. So, do you know, for every for, – I've been arguing with people on Twitter all weekend because all of the people that voted for Alvin Bragg and don't want him to do his job and prosecute violent criminals now all of a sudden want him to hang this guy. And it's not right, you know. And even today we have, we have lawmakers in Albany calling to pass elder parole and fair and timely parole, and they want to pass clean slate and all of these pro-criminal policies. But so why what's, – what's, what's the difference with this kid? He, he actually tried to help people. So I, we really need to take a, a deep look, look in the mirror and, and the things that we're fighting for and the way that we want society to be. And, and you know what? Stop being hypocrites. And if you, want, if, you, if you want justice one way for one person, then it has to be the same way for the other person. Did you think that I handled it well with Jesse on Friday? I was thinking about you. I know you. I, I did. I was so I was so proud of you because it's true, you know. And, and we can we we're allowed to be human. You know what they're trying to do, Sid, is intentionally dehumanize society so that you and I don't look at each other as other human beings. We look at each other as a threat, and that's what COVID did, kind of. You know, there were no there was no sense of humanity anymore. Everybody was behind a mask, and you were a threat. Are you gonna get Are you gonna get me sick and and infect my entire family, and I'm gonna die? Right. So now we we have to start looking at each other as humans again. And and it can be true that Jordan Neely lost his mother and went through a horrible experience and that that would break anybody. But it can also be true that he didn't belong on the streets. And was it more humane to put him away and give him the treatment that he needed? Or was it more humane to let him die the way that he did or or push somebody else onto the subway tracks and, and, and lose another innocent casualty? So, I mean, this is definitely a human issue, and we need to look at it with compassion and, and, and reality and pragmatism and figure out what are we going to do to stop this from happening because Jordan Neely wasn't the first person to die in the subway. You know, we had Michelle Goh, we had Tommy Bailey, 
it's insane. None of this should be happening. Yeah. We've had uh, 27 people die on the subway since 2020. 27. Uh, so you're only a couple of weeks removed, Jennifer, from really an amazing day. Again, Jim Jordan from Ohio came here, and you were there. And uh, I met some of the other folks. Uh, Jose Alba was there. What was your friend's name again whose son was killed? Madeline Brame. She was terrific, too, and had a chance to see you, uh, ironically, Later on that night at the big Republican convention, the Metropolitan Republican dinner, where me and Rudy Giuliani both uh, won awards that night, and you spoke that night, and you were great. A couple of weeks removed from that day with Jim Jordan, do you feel like you guys accomplished something that day, or do you feel like, even though it felt great to do it, that once again your message, for the most part, fell on deaf ears? Well, I mean, you talk about how evil and what scumbags these people are, and, you know, nobody could tell you better than me and Madeline and Jose Alba now having um, been face-to-face with it. I I walked in there knowing that, you know, we were going to get some flack and whatnot and that the Democrats are scumbags and they weren't going to listen. But never, I I can't tell you, I I was completely unprepared for how vile and disgusting and intent on pushing their agenda they are. Um, As I talk about being human beings, we were sitting there talking about you know, the horrors that we've been through, that 18 years after burying the love of my life, I'm still not whole. And speaking on behalf of victims of very violent crimes that have cases in Alvin Bragg's office and and are upset and scared and distraught because of the way that they've been handled and their cases have been handled and what Madeline has been through. Jose Alba, you want to talk about like lynchings and whatnot and and getting justice with for jordan neely jose alba's assailant the woman that stabbed him still hasn't been charged so you know we're sitting there talking about very human experiences and trying to make change to to help victims and all these all these people wanted to talk about was donald trump and their gun legislation which we were there by the way to talk about alvin bragg not enforcing the weapons laws that they wanted on the books so you want to talk about hypocrisy. I mean, it, it was horrible. They fell asleep. They were on their phones. Mm. Dan Goldman was completely disrespectful. Jerry Nadler was disrespectful. I, it, it was horrible. Um, so I do feel that it gave us a platform to be able to follow up with people. Um, and, and hopefully we, we will be able to get some, uh, you know, a positive outcome. But the, le- we, the left is just uh, so far removed from reality. Uh, if these people keep getting into office, we, we have no hope whatsoever. 60 seconds to go, Jen. Another great appearance. Thank you, uh, Jennifer Harrison, Victims' Rights here in New York. You ever think about leaving? I mean, you're out there surely Long Island. Uh, you, Lee Zeldin, some of my favorite people live out there, and your boyfriend was murdered, and here you are doing something so courageous in New York City a couple of weeks ago. Like you said, Nadler, that fat bastard, and Adam Schiff and, uh, you know, Goldman, even the mayor, who he showed very little uh, emotion for you guys, for you guys. He also talked about it like it was a Trump rally. You ever think about leaving? I, I do, but, you know, unfortunately I can't afford to, number one. And number two, you know, I have a son that's in school. I love his friends. I love the parents and everybody involved in our community. And I, you know, I have a political action committee. I helped a lot of people get elected out here, yeah, you know. You so, do. you know, I have a lot of relationships and people don't, that I that I don't want to leave. And why would I go and, and have to rebuild that and start over somewhere else where I don't know the school district? I don't know the local government. At least I know the battles that we're facing here. So, I mean, you know, if I can afford 
to at some point and things start getting worse. They're actually meeting today to discuss elder parole. Um, if that passes and clean slate passes this legislative session, then I, I might have to rethink that and start a GoFundMe or something <laughs> to uh, to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talk about GoFundMe. This Jordan Neely's father, you talk about a low life, right? I mean, he... He, this piece of garbage is looking for money. He didn't do anything for that poor kid. You thought that kid, the mother got killed. The father never contacted him, didn't care about him. And now that he's dead for four or five days, the father shows up and he's distraught and he wants money. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no I, I, I'm not even going to talk about it. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Hey, listen, great job today. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Thank you for hopping on this morning. You're always terrific. And. You're one of the good ones, Jen. Keep fighting. Keep fighting for uh, for Listen, the innocent I victims. Better, I better not. I better not hear Melissa DeRosa or Andrew Cuomo come on the station and talk about mental health and Jordan Neely when they're the ones that shut down the psychiatric centers that would be treating him. You may hear it anyway, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> Nicely done, Jennifer. Always great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I guess DeRosa got a show. Is that official now? I thought I saw something in the post, Melissa. Got a weekend show? Is that? I don't know. Was, wasn't that a couple weeks ago we saw that? I think I saw it. I think it's official now. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Jennifer's not going to be happy about that. <laughs> no, she's not. Now, people get very upset with the station. Yeah. They have to, what are you going to do? Hey, listen, that's, you're a democracy and they have every right. So. We care about this show. Right. And I don't disagree. I, you know, Como is a low life and, you know, DeRosa and I kind of go back and forth and, you know, I, I know she she's kind of an accomplice in all this at the very least. Janice Dean hates her, I know that, and Jennifer hates her too. So, And I'm friends with these people, so I'm kind of stuck in the middle, and I blame you for that, Ellie. Oh, well, uh, listen, it's um, <laughs> it's something that I'm trying to work on, and uh, we'll, Fix see, it. we'll see if I ever get there. All <laughs> okay. Right. All right, we've got a lot more to do on this show. we got got uh, more news to talk about. I think we're done with guests on this Monday. But don't forget, huge list this week, including... Coming up in two days, this Wednesday, 8.05 a.m., making his debut on Sid and Friends in the Morning. Has not been on, with me at least, for five years when he joined me and Bernie back in 2018. President Donald Trump and me coming up 8.05 on Wednesday.